0: everybody, this is James,
1: Marco, Nabil, and Mikey.
0: And this is the Movie Palace Podcast, podcast number 164. Today we are doing a double feature. I know uh, Nabil announced in the last episode that we were definitely doing the newest Studio Ghibli film, The Boy and the Heron. But the last film was kind of a mystery, so we decided, you know, I guess we'll reveal it to you now. We are doing a review of the new family film, Wonka. So without further ado, let's jump into our first review of The Boy and the Heron. What is this place? This world is filled with the dead. I know it's a lie, but I have to see. I'm looking for someone. Let's go. We
1: must protect this world ourselves.
0: Go back! Go! Go! You and I aren't friends or allies kid. Don't let go no matter what. Ready?
1: You see this world?
0: There's more work to be done. A gray heron once told me that all gray herons are liars. So is that the truth or a lie? A the lie. truth. <clears throat> all right, so The Boy in the Heron is sitting at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And just as a little side note before we do start here, just much like when we were doing our studio Ghibli Fest, this is one of those movies where there's not... I don't think there's too much to spoil on this. I think you guys can agree. So we're, there's really no spoiler section, but we're not really... We won't go too crazy with revealing too much of the ending, I think. But for the most part, you know, I think proceed with caution. It's hard to if you talk to about
2: w- without, like, revealing yeah. a lot of the plot.
0: So if you want to see it, I would I would highly recommend going checking this out while it's still in theaters and then coming back. You don't see a lot of Studio Ghibli films, or in this case, new ones in theaters anymore. So this is kind of a special thing, we think. So take a look. So jumping into the film, though, the IMDb description is a young boy named Mojito yearning for his mother, ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end and life finds a new beginning, a semi-autobiographical fantasy from the mind of Hayao Miyazaki. Directed and written by Hayao Miyazaki, released December 8th, 2023, in theaters. This stars... By the way, we watched... I'm assuming we all watched the um, English dub. Right?
3: Mm. Nabil's like, wait, there was an English dub? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Whoa, I was reading fucking... What? I was reading Oops. those all the time. So, uh, Mikey, Marco, and I actually saw it together, so I know you guys did. So, this stars yep. Luca Padovan as Mahito Maki, Robert Pattinson as the Grey Heron, Ken Fukuhara as Lady he- uh, Lady Himai, Gemma Chan as Natsuko, Christian Bale as Sochi Maki, Mark Hamill as Grand Nicole, Florence Pugh as Kiriko, Willem Dafoe as Noble Pelican, and Dave Bautista as the Parakeet King. So I'm going to start with you, Nabil, on this one. What were your uh, brief little thoughts on this film? Did you like it? Did you not like it?
3: I liked the film. Uh, it was a great Hayao Miyazaki film. The animation was good. I feel since we're we're at this point essentially Studio Ghibli uh, uh, experts, at least we've we've gone over so, these yeah. in detail. That of the films, I'm not sure if I can say that this is one of his best films, but I did enjoy the uh, the story and the plot and kind of where it was going with, so yeah, it was a good time.
0: Nice. Uh, what about you, Marco?
2: I really like this one, man. I th- actually do kind of put it up there with one of his best. I think it's probably because I was in a kind of weird state of mind the week I watched it, and a lot of the themes that the movie talks about kind of sort of spoke to me, if you will. So yeah there's a lot to like about this movie
0: nice uh what about you mikey
1: yeah i kind of echo what the guys say i like this movie a lot i thought it was good uh i haven't seen as many ghibli films as you guys have i didn't watch them when you guys watched them like i normally do Uh, but (laughs) i have seen a lot of them (laughs) and uh, i I did enjoy this one here and uh i I like the plot themes that it has around it 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 covers a, a kind of a heavy topic i guess um and uh you know uh, I like the animation, as Nabil said. So, overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, um, I liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as you guys, from the sound of it, but... Um, or maybe it's more, more in line with what Nabil was thinking. It, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Um, I think there was some pacing issues with it, in my opinion. It on just a little bit too long, but I get it. It's one of those things where, th- you know, this might be Miyazaki's last film, supposedly, so... But, animation, beautiful. I did like the story overall. And... um it, it it worked overall for me still as a as a pretty pretty good film still from in my opinion. So leading into that, then though, thinking about the overall plot here, what did you think about the plot? Let's start with you, Mikey. Like, on like the certain themes. You said it was a it was pretty heavy. So, what what really stood out for you with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the themes here that I kind of got from it is just like like moving on from. Things you're missing, uh, or like even suffering is more like an essential piece of life. So, and those are like big things for especially because the main character is like a kid. So, yeah, like you're seeing definitely. this kid kind of going through these things. Uh, you know, his mother passes away in the very beginning of you know, scene of the, of the movie. So it's like he's kind of going through this journey, and that's really what it's all about. Is like kind of getting past this, and and uh, you know, there's other things that kind of tie into it as well. Where it's like not even like a person passing away. It's like, could be the, like the world passing away and there's like hints to other things. Just anything that's alive is naturally going to die. Um, And so it's really just like an essential part that everybody has to kind of deal with at some point in their life. So uh, it really kind of just brought everything together. It kind of brings awareness to a lot of stuff. I recently had a family member pass. So it was kind of like bringing up stuff from the movie that I was like, okay, wow. So, you know, I, I just, like I said, it's kind of heavy, but they put it in a way where it's understandable. You can kind of take it in a different way, uh, and yeah, I mean, I just, I just really kind of stuck to it after you know some of the stuff I saw, so or experienced.
0: Nice, man. Uh, what about you, Marco? What do you think?
2: Sort of echoing the same of what Mikey said, the the movie really deals with the themes of death and moving on from from your grief. Mahito obviously loses his mom in this movie, and. He has to come to terms with that, you know he has to go through the steps of grief you know where you know your denial your you're bargaining um you get angry and then there's acceptance and I think the whole movie is just is just that it's it's going through that process and it does it in such a visual way like the yeah, it's it's a little weird. Obviously, it's it's a Studio Ghibli film. My Maito has to go through through this journey and in, into this nether world, where I, in a way, like at least to me, sort of you know signifies kind of holding on to that, and holding on to uh, the not necessarily the memory of someone, but holding on to the fact that you know they're th- uh, wishing they were still here. And similar to Mikey, you know this this is around the time December times around the time where I lost my dad, so. Uh, With that in mind, like uh, this movie really tugged on some heartstrings and um, really got to relate with what Mahito was feeling—the sort of the 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 bargaining and the journey he went through to supposedly like um, be able to save his mom or be able to see his mom one more time. it's It weirdly made me think of um, basically what you would do in order h- h- to see someone, like the bargaining you would make to see someone that you loved like, one more time. You know what I mean? And I really like that.
0: Very Onward-like, right?
2: Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. I couldn't think of the name of the movie. I was like, it's like Onward, you know? You get to, to see your loved one just one last time and what you yeah. would go through to to achieve I think
0: that it, i think there's also some pretty central themes of acceptance in this film as well it's kind of like accepting and you know what every every life is all about changes and things that happen yep. and accepting things for what they are and you know Mahito soon realizes certain things about that and like you know is with his stepmom and realizing that oh this is now my mother figure and so on and so forth so um, Nabil, any specific scenes stand up to you?
3: Uh, I really like that opening scene with the fire. Uh, that was really animated like That movie. was a great, like just the whole thing from start to finish that whole sequence was really well done. Very
0: well, very better. studio Ghibli, I think,
3: yeah, definitely. very Hayao Miyazaki, to be honest, like not many people could just pull out scene like that. Um, I loved a lot of the surreal scenes, you know, when he was in the kind of the other world uh, when they first introduced. The heron and just kind of that the well when they introduced to heron's true identity that is what I really mean his self that was kind of freaky and then like going into the castle and then kind of getting transported to the other rooms like all those kind of weird scenes were all really well I think that's where like the animation really shined you know that weirdness where um, so yeah so I really loved those scenes Um, and of course. If you're watching any part of any studio movie film, like the realness of it, of just the, the, when they're out in the fields by that lake and all those kind of picturesque scenes are just done so beautifully where it's not just like a, as we've seen many times, not just like a backdrop drawing of something in the back. Like it's very much like you're there with it. It's a part of the, the frame. So it's easily interactable. If they get into an X frame and had somebody interact with something, it's all, it all seems very lifelike, and it isn't just there for you know to look at from a distance kind of thing. So I, it's yeah. it's just a uh, a lot it's of the like scenes the, are just very beautiful together. I'd
0: say like the quiet scenes are really those are like a lot of yeah. like scenic scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Where not a lot's going on, but it's like the little marsh area by the tower and such like that, and the, right. seeing the air and fly around and such. Speaking of animation with that, then uh, did I mean, obviously, the animation is pretty top notch here. I don't think there's much that we can say against it from this point. But there was anything else, Mikey or Marco, that you stood out about the animation itself?
1: Uh, Well, I, I really like the wind. And I don't know. I just really noticed it in this one. And they've done it before in some of their other films. I remember it from them. But in this one, they had a lot of scenes where they were just like
0: standing (laughs) there. Wind rising. Yeah,
1: I know. But no, they were just standing there, and like their clothes and their hair and everything is like actually like
0: very realistic. Well animated, very realistic. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just the small things like that that you know. I don't think other animation studios will take the small details like that and just make it even though like you guys are saying, like it's just a picturesque kind of like scenery with like nice background, but they go in and do the extra details that make it feel like it's a real place. It's a real wind in the fire scene, real fire. Like it, it just feels better than most animated movies. Yeah. I
2: also like the scene where Mahito first enters the, the other world and he's on a sailboat and they're trying to, you know, sail through a storm and it it just looks so cinematic uh they also try to fish this this big fish it kind of reminded me of someone and thought that scene was also pretty good made me chuckle a little bit chopping
0: that fucking shit fish up dude they're like fuck it dude that
2: pretty graphic pretty graphic for an animated film and uh again i don't know why they had to cut two parallel Incisions onto that fish. I don't know why they couldn't just I have never got fish, so I don't know. Someone explain it to me. But I, I also like when the animals from the other world go into the real world and transform into like normal animals, like normal birds, etc. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. I think that transition, the way they animated, is also pretty cool. Like one instant there are these talking animals that are, you know, very human like and the next thing you know they're especially the
3: birds like the the freaking parakeets, parakeets. Yeah. so it's goofy in kind the of like fight animations <laughs> right it is a little quick like different style suddenly not not so much yeah. but it is subtle but it is it is different which is and you can see the difference it's very apparent yeah absolutely
0: looking back then mikey what about the voice cast anything stand out to you from the voice cast did you enjoy I, I once again we did watch the american dub of it from the g kids but Anything stands to you? Did you like anybody?
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought everybody did a pretty good job. I, I, I specifically can kind of remember like when, uh, I think it's what Robert Pattinson does the Heron, Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, when he is like half Heron and half, like whatever else he is, like human or whatever, that he's like changing back and forth. Cause like popping out of the mouth and stuff. I thought like the sound effects and like his voice just kind of matched the weirdness that you're seeing. So yeah. like just small stuff like that just was really well done. Uh, and overall everybody just sounded real clean and and you know, emotions are coming through. So yeah, they I did would a really love good to see. Overall.
0: I'd love to see some kind of like background behind the scenes stuff for this because apparently Robert Panson, this is his first voice role, right? And he filmed all this stuff in like two days, but he was already like set when he got there, kind of stuff. Like he had an idea already of the voice and such, and he did good. So
2: you
3: did yeah. incredible. Yeah.
0: Which is weird. What about you, Dabille? Anybody else stand out to you?
3: Yeah, I mean Robert Pattinson definitely was a standout. I, I think he got play, his voice was against type, to be honest, because I could have thought that that was Mark Hamill or even Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, extent, I thought at you know? first
0: too. I was like, is that yeah. Willem
3: Dafoe? So yeah. I think that's great. I will say what I felt didn't stand up for me a lot was Christian Bale. I know we don't get to see a lot of his character, but he's just the dad. that got a
0: new mommy, or
3: dad. yeah. Considering <laughs> seeing him in the other films, like and how prevalent his voice was, I don't feel like they. You know, he wasn't really used in the same capacity as, as the other ones. I mean, it's I, it a really minor character.
0: It's a really minor role though. So
3: Right. Well, I didn't so, even know it was him until I read this
1: just now. <laughs> like you <laughs> know, earlier this weekend, right? So yeah. he shows was how also much in,
0: they use him. I don't know if you've seen him, Mike. He's he's the main character in Hal's moving castle, so or yeah. one of the main characters, mm-hmm. so is yep. Hal. A lot of these people have all done work with um Miyazaki or Ghibli films in the past, outside of right. a few of them. So
2: Oh, I was just going to say Florence Pugh was also another standout for me as well. I think she did a really good job as Kitty Cole.
0: She has a pretty small role, but yeah, she's not bad. Yeah. Especially because she changed it so much too; it was hard to tell yeah. who was who. I mean, fuck, Willem Dafoe's got like a two-minute role, and he's still fucking. Yeah,
2: yeah and I see, that's that's where I kind of uh, agree with the bills. Like uh, Willem Dafoe's role is pretty small, but he still gave a really good performance good. as opposed yeah, to man. Christian Bale. Yeah, it was it was it was okay. I'm not saying it was bad, but. I feel like Bales could have been just a little better
0: then looking at that. How do you how would you compare a lot of these two others? Uh, Mikey, you might not be able to answer as well, but Marco and Mikey, I mean, Marco and Nabil, obviously, how does this come to compare? And I know we brought it up that, you, Nabil, you said not up there at first. Marco thinks it is his best. But so, Mikey, what do you think from what you've seen to other Studio Jimmy films? How does this compare?
1: Uh well it was it was actually one of my favorite ones it was just uh, high up there uh, but I again I most of the ones I've seen have been twenty years ago I recently watched Spirited Away which actually is kind of similar to this movie a little bit so, they're both yeah. about kids and stuff right so uh so that one you know those two are the the ones that are most recently in my mind and they're kind of similar but I, d- I did like this one a lot um and I do plan on going back and watching the rest so I don't really have too much to say other than that so
0: hey that's that's cool though they're they're definitely worthwhile to. Kind of rewatch. I, I usually re- rewatch them all truthfully every few years, Mikey. So,
1: yeah, well, I, I was watching Spirited Away um, a month or so ago, and my sister like walked in halfway and said, What is this? And then I was going to watch the rest of them. <laughs> so we're going to watch them together. You know, she's never seen any of them. So, nice. just going to put it off a little bit. We'll watch them together.
0: Thanks, nice, man. That sounds fun. Well, let's just jump right into star ratings, guys. Unless there's anything else you guys would like to talk about before we jump into star ratings.
3: I just wanted to add, you know, this is supposed to be Miyazaki's possible last film. I want to say that was also the same thing we said for The Wind Rises, you know? Yeah, and <laughs> he
0: apparently is already thinking about other movies, and, and Studio Ghibli has not marketed this at all as his last film. Just like you
3: know. But this actually made number one in the box office this last week, or it's really, at least this week, so, I mean, good for it, for the little marketing, and so doing really solid. I wonder yeah. if he just uh, says that because,
2: you know, he's... Just reaching that age up there, and just, you know, yeah. just in case. Like,
0: I mean, he's like he's in his late 70s and he smokes like a pack of cigarettes a day, so he's
3: early 80s now, isn't he? He's like eighties, one, eighty-two or something now, I think he's but
0: like, I thought he was 80, 82, maybe,
3: yeah. But to that I mean, point, I, I, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, me, you know, Miyazaki's done some great films, uh, and this is. N- St- compared to any other, other artist, I'd say this is probably top, mo- most top tier in any kind of animation film. So I don't want to like knock down the film and the quality of it. It's a great film. I'm just really in the sense of like comparing it to other of his films. Like, I think that for me personally, I always have trouble connecting with like the parental themes. Um I you guys seem to always have a more a much deeper connection than I do um because I have a different yeah, relationship we,
0: We're just waiting for someone to die in your life
3: in building yeah. a building <laughs> yeah that's thats I mean <laughs> really. so I don't always connect as strongly with that, whereas like the wind rises. I really loved that film. I like the story of the personal aspiration of somebody trying to do something and is struggling with the conflict of the work, and yeah. I liked some of those those aspects in this film where he was where like Mahito was trying to outside of the parent situation, like trying to figure out how he can move on. Like you were talking about earlier, James of like acceptance and trying to just move forward with, you know, this is what life is. I liked that theme a lot more and that, and that resonated way more with me. So there was some, I just want to kind of iterate, like the story is a really good story and there's definitely some solid themes in here. Um, I think it's just for me compared to what he's done in the other films. This one wasn't just as, as strong um, comparatively. But I know this was a much more meaningful film to him, too, from some of the interviews that I saw. Like, uh, it, Yeah, it, he made it, it for his cra- some of his cra- life.
0: Yeah. But no, I agree. I, I didn't feel as connected to this one in, in, as uh, Mikey or Marco uh, Neville. So it happens. Uh, there's some mm-hmm. of his movies that stand out uh, way more for me and some of that aren't. So, well, regardless, it's still a good movie. So. It is. Yeah. Let's jump it in. Let's uh, rate it. I mean we don't obviously all recommend it, but uh Mikey, we'll start with you. What is your star rating for the boy and the heron?
1: Uh I give this one a four. I like I liked it a lot. We kinda of talked about it here. Animation's great, story's great. And I was connected to it a little bit this time, so I liked it a lot.
0: Nice. And I noticed you're wearing your hair on um <laughs> mask where a, a body <laughs> yeah. for long longest coming out of your mouth right now. Oh very, very, very nice. Uh Marco, what about you? What do you rate this film?
2: I'm I'm seeing eye to eye with Mikey these last few episodes i also give it four stars i think this You're one ranks also in my top 10
0: mask as well that's awesome
2: <laughs> no i got the wings bro i got the <laughs> fucking wings <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: see when i bend uh, down it's like a transformer
0: <laughs> like a peacock uh what about you Nubu?
3: i give this three and a half stars
0: <laughs> and uh yeah i give it a three and a half as well damn <laughs> <laughs> the just threw the ball up was it <laughs> <We> <laughs> that shit uh it just didn't hit me as hard as the other ones and i won't lie i was knocking out a little bit during this movie so oh yeah unfortunately but you know hey it happens like i said sometimes yeah, yeah. this is a long day do you guys want to see me as make one more movie you think this is good to end it on oh, you, yeah you want to see one more
3: i mean if he wants to keep making movies i'm not gonna say no to it you know they're gonna be great either way so I you
0: took your shirt off when you said that. Yeah, definitely.
3: <laughs> Same though. I, I wouldn't mind another
2: one. Keep them coming.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, if anything, I don't. I, I think he's only got one left. <laughs> I mean, just, if we're lucky. Yeah. If I'm doing, if I'm doing the math here, boys, like it's this took him six years to make. So I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. I know he things. He lives a pretty quiet life, so we'll see. Let's move on now to our review of Wonka. You're the funny little man who's been
1: following me. Funny little man. How dare you. I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an Umpa Loompa. An what now? In fact, in Loompa Land, I am regarded as something of a whopper. They call me Lofty. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, greetings to you all. My name
3: is Willy Wonka. You see, I'm something of a magician. Prepare to be amazed. Tape up. <laughs> inventor may i present willy
1: wonka's wild and wonderful wishy-washy Wonka walker, walker please don't make me say that again
3: and chocolate maker.
0: the best chocolate in the world
3: Ooh. he's good too good and anyone can afford them even the the poor he doesn't
0: like it when people say poor send wonka a message do not sell
3: chocolate in this town
0: you're going to get more than a bonk on the head. I
1: love a bonk on the head. What is with me today? You should stand up to those Buddhists.
3: Give them your one-two.
0: i got an idea. Where
2: do we start?
3: Wonka. Currently sitting at a 83% Rotten Tomato score. The IMD description goes, With dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate, a young and poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by a cartel of greedy chocolatiers. This was directed by Paul King, also directed Paddington and Paddington 2. It was written by Paul King, as well as Simon Farnaby, who helped with Paddington 2. And uh, Willy Wonka, of course, is based on a character by Roald Dahl. Uh, This film was released on December 15th and is starring Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka, Calla Lane as Noodle, Keegan-Michael Key as the Chief of Police, Patterson Joseph as Arthur Slugworth, Matt Lucas as Prodnos, Matthew Bainton as Fickle Gruber, Sally Hawkins as Willy Wonka's mother, Rowan Atkinson as Father Julius, Jim Carter as Abacus Crunch, Natasha Rothwell as Piper Benz, Olivia Coleman as Mrs. Scrubbit, Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa Lofty, Rich Folger as Larry Chucklesworth, Rakit Takarar as Lottie Bell, and Tom Davis as Bleacher. All right, so I already know the answer to this for my uh, for myself, so we're just gonna um, throw it out to everybody else. But I'm gonna start with you, James. Have you read any of Roald Dahl's books? Um, have you read Charlie and Chocolate Factory? What history do you have with any of the Roald Dahl um, films or um, books? I should say. Uh,
0: the book, yeah we um, we had to read this in I think like third or fourth grade. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, I think one of them. Yeah. So, uh, we definitely read it then. I don't think I've read it since, but I did read, like, The Great Glass Elevator, which is a sequel, and, like, a oh, few of know. them, maybe? Oh, okay. I maybe read, like, they were hit or miss, though. I, I don't, I mean, maybe, like, Matilda, I think, and, yeah, like, The Twits, maybe, BFG, that's about it. I know he's made uh, way more books than that, obviously, but, I've, I've yeah, that's the last, reading-wise, that's what we did. Mostly when I was yeah, a kid, I mean, though. the children oh. books,
3: right? So... I would, I would pretty think that's easy to one. read. Yeah, when you're reading them, I, I, those are the same ones that I've read. Um, except for I, I didn't read the the sequel, the the glass elevator. You didn't um, want to know? Wonder what happens yeah. when he takes that elevator yeah. up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for me, I was like, <laughs> I'm a little intrigued.
3: So, mm-hmm. but, how about you, Mikey? Yeah. Did you have a a, a decent enough childhood that you still had some whimsicalness in your life that you read a roll Dahl book?
1: I haven't read any of his books, no. Mike. Don't read stuff. <laughs> so, and uh, I, I wasn't required uh, when I was in school. So, I was, I said that I was like, mm, I, I yeah. didn't have to do that. When but, I went. We, yeah.
0: I don't know. That's that's why I remember because then we watched the movie afterwards.
3: I'm an old man, though, so, yeah, so that's I why I ended up watching the movie afterwards. That's funny. And Marco, I know these probably weren't classics when you were a kid. They were probably just brand new books that came out. So, like, were you able to uh, enjoy Marco
0: them? Smoking a corn cob pipe, he's <laughs> like, I
3: remember rowing down in the war. <laughs> They were, as they say, fresh
2: press. You know what I mean. So, they were uh, just brand spanking on new boys, brand <laughs> spanking new. They were like the AK, 8K TVs of their time, bro. Um, no, I've seen, <laughs> I, I, I've seen his collection of books. No, I'm just kidding. I've uh, we read James and the Giant Peach and Matilda mm, when someone. I went to school, yeah. but we we, did we didn't read. Um, uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or any of the other books in the in the Wonka series. Unfortunately, I think we were given a choice and I think the kids voted for James and the Giant Peach.
0: Probably cuz that movie had just oh. come out back Yeah, around that time,
2: right? time. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I guess
0: I should yeah, look at the
2: books
1: then cuz I have I have read James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, it's a real adult.
2: book. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. Damn it, Mike. Wow. He's like I have read the What witches. about the Fantastic Mr Fox, Mikey? Have you read that? I have not read that I one. Read okay. right,
3: she loves that one. I <laughs> like the movie. I <laughs> say that much.
2: But yeah, that is the that is the extent of my history with uh, Roald Dahl.
3: Hey, what what about the movies? read
0: something a little bit, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, hey, that's a first for all, some of us. I mean, like all myself. four, my god. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back, boys. All right. <laughs> Um, so Marco what about the history with the films Like had, I'm uh, I'm going to Give a soft assumption that you've seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Possibly on I see, opening day. I saw
2: both of them in theaters bro What are you talking about <laughs> back in 71 <laughs> Shit dude I was kicking back dude
0: With this nickel cheeseburger Lighting up a little cigar. On, what we? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Cheeseburgers were 75 cents Back then Had <laughs> the bakery for an extra five
0: for- I'm bringing a rupee floating here. What do you mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory so many times. I actually saw it recently with my son too, in preparation for this movie. Oh, very nice. And man, still, still smash it, dude. Still really enjoy that movie. Still, just mesmerizing when they enter the factory and you see like everything, the chocolate waterfall and all the edible flowers and stuff. So that. that's cool. a that childhood wonder. Yeah. I've seen the 2005 Tim Burton directed one. Also Bubblegum, I hate the most.
3: Did you, Bubble did you do a rewatch really that as well recently? Or that was just kind of, no, like no, that. I thought about
2: it. I'm, I guess indifferent with that version. It's okay. I liked it, but it's, it didn't
3: really blow my mind. You know what I mean, sure. Yeah. How about you, Mikey, do you, uh, Again, have any childhood history with any of these films, or did you just like, nah, I'm good?
1: So, I've seen the, the original, the 71 film. Uh, I've seen it a bunch of times, and I agree with Marco. It kind of catches that wonder, that magical feel. It's just a good movie that I, I liked every bit of it. Actually, I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, the newer one, I do never seen it before but i figured for this movie i probably should watch it so i watched it for the very first time this week and i really did not like it um mm. it, it just doesn't catch any of the wonder the magic uh that i was expecting it to hit and like the songs weren't as catchy i don't know if that like makes sense at all but it i don't know it just it felt strange to me uh, coming from watching the other two recently to watching sure. this one, this is the last one I watched in the three out of the three. So um, mm-hmm. maybe it's because the other two are similar, more similar to each other than uh, you know than, than this one here. But yeah, I didn't like it that much. So it's that
2: Oompa Loompa song, man.
3: I can't remember any of the songs from Charlie and Chocolate Factory to be honest. <laughs> um, and, and James, I know you've seen both of these, but any thoughts on either one, Willy Wonka or Charlie and Chocolate Factory?
0: Yeah, I mean I've seen the Sony one. Probably, I could probably quote that movie like line by line. So many times yeah. I've fucking seen that movie. Um, love the music outside of Charlie's mom song that everybody hates. You just skip that one, and <laughs> then the uh, 2005 one though. Yeah, it's it's not good. So it's just one of those things where Tim Burton just makes his movies. Tim Burton, much like Wes Anderson, is starting to do to me, where he's starting to turn all yeah. his fucking movies the same thing, kind of leaning like, into okay. the trope. I'm like, yeah. get a little get a little burned on that, buddy big guy. So for that, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I did uh, I did not actually see it in theaters though. I remember when it came out, um I don't know, man. I just didn't want to see that. I was like, I don't know. So I, I remember just renting it and then <laughs> I think that's the last time I've seen it was back probably in L five. So Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean I saw when I saw Johnny Depp as as Willy, I was like, That's not my Willy. I know a different one.
0: Yeah. I know no. what
3: you mean. Yeah. <laughs> the same, uh, but similar, uh, similar sentiments that you have, James, in regards to both films. Um But speaking of the old films, let's talk about this new prequel. Um First of all, let me. I'm going to ask really you, a prequel, James. Technically, it's kind of, of yeah. Thing. It's like it's, it's not really a prequel, but, but it, it is an or, origin story, film, and it does, yeah, some of the songs are to But let like me ask a you, you,
0: hmm. Okay, girl from yeah. Scream Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that one, yeah, to come out. I, I stuffed the bill.
3: He was like, fuck. I'm out. Um, James, first let me ask you, do you feel that this was a film that we needed to see? Um, uh, like we needed to see made, and then also did you like it or did you not like it?
0: Oh, I mean, i I'm, I'm never I don't have any opinion on films that need to be made. I'm not a filmmaker, so I appreciate anybody that makes a film. It's very hard to do. I liked it a lot, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was yeah. really well done. I think Paul King has a very good track record of making really good family films. Always around this time of year, too, by the way. Which is cool. Although this one was supposed to come out kind of earlier, but it got delayed because of COVID and all this crap. So, I think I've told you guys before, if you've never seen Paddington or Paddington 2, those are some top-tier films, just so you know. As as strange as that sounds, like very touching movies. So I think that it this movie just it, it worked for me it's i have a kind of a soft spot for musicals so i thought the music was good i thought the the plot's pretty silly but once again it's a family film so yeah i mean fucking charlie and chocolate is a fucking ridiculous plot
3: but i think
0: timothy chamolle killed it too so that's my opinion
3: very cool uh how about you marco what do you think about this film no it didn't need to be made Truthfully, we we didn't really need it, but I enjoyed
2: it. I thought it was pretty good. I agree with James. The music is actually really good. It's it's more akin to the original, and so it it fits the world of Willy Wonka a lot better. I think just the the set pieces and the cinematography fit it better as well too. It was filmed more kind of akin to the original, so I think I, I like that as well. Uh, some of the Acting and the lines were a little cheesy. Uh, specifically for for the little girl. Noodle. I don't know. I just Noodle? Yeah. Some of the lines just didn't hit. I felt her her singing was way better. Her singing was really good. Just needs to work a little bit more on, on the acting chops. Timmy Chalamet was a great William Wonka. I liked him. I think he really embodied the character very well. Um I think his singing was good. I don't think it was great. I think there was one when he uh sings some of the original songs i think is where his singing shines where they really like play with his voice a little bit more and i'm like you should have let him do a little bit more of that
3: uh um, you know i would just just to add a note on to that i think it's uh, though i agree with you that his singing is not strong it's kind of nice though because it sounds like a normal person kind of singing like that's somebody who's trying so i kind of like it
0: it, it was, it was very kind much of can... the same way too yeah i, mean, he I was like trained he was... to sing, and he was like i'm just gonna sing
2: yeah. yeah it was it was kind of akin to gene wilder and i was like if it's kind of going for for that vibe but um when when he started to hit more notes i think if it, it sounded a lot better and i had a problem with how hugh grant kept uh saying oompa loompa he kept saying oompa loompa, and i was like it's oompa loompa but okay i'll forgive that but yeah it, w- it was a fun mil- it was a fun movie dude i saw it with my son yeah. he enjoyed it he had a blast we we both really enjoyed watching it
3: and what about your thoughts mikey Did you like this film?
2: Yeah, I liked it. I
1: I don't think I liked it as much as some of you guys. I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed it. I went to see it with my sister's kids, and they loved it as well. Um, So, you know, in terms of just overall, I think the story is a little weak in terms of, like, what happened. But you kind of expect that. I mean, all of them were kind of the same. But it did, like, have that magical feel or that wonder feel like it did for the very first uh, movie. At least I feel like it did. Uh, and I like the like you know the comedy stuff they had like the chocolatiers, <laughs> the, those guys were absolutely ridiculous in the best of ways in my opinion. Uh, yeah. You know it was, it was they did a good job on those. The police officer was uh, you know funny. Michael Keegan Key he is he was he was funny. I, I thought he came off pretty good. Um, and the acting, I think I think uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Chalamet uh, did pretty good job uh, overall. I thought he had a lot of charisma, uh, and he it came off as the character fairly well. Um, so yeah, I, I like the movie. Uh, I just didn't love it, but yeah, awesome. it's good. Your,
3: your innocence isn't totally lost. You still got a little bit of uh, childhood in you there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. I really love this film. Um, I was surprised at how much I liked the film, and to to kind of going back a little bit with like Marco was saying in regards to the music, like I I felt that the all the the songs were. Like good melodies, like I was replaying it over my head and singing it back. Like I enjoyed the music. I thought the comedy was great. I think that they used just enough of Matt Lucas, which is nice because uh people don't know how to use Matt Lucas because <laughs> he's not that great sometimes. So him as Prodnos was just just enough of humor that we were like, okay, he's not overstaying. He always plays here. a creep and everything. That's why I normally just- like, who's that <laughs> pale creature in the background. <laughs> Um, yeah but I, I agree in fact you know to kind of say something a little different here um, I think if anything was weak in this film not that it was too bad but I think Hugh Grant was kind of the weakest part of this film so like I really? didn't hate him yeah I just didn't I think loved, he was I loved doing every doing scene he was in, in. that yeah. was that was my one thing that I didn't like as much was Hugh Grant in this whole film and I was disappointed because the trailers made it look like I was going to love him Interesting. Um,
0: yeah. I liked every scene he was in I thought he stole every scene he was in
2: I was hoping he was in more. I just didn't like how he said yeah, it They didn't, they didn't put say. him a lot in either. Yeah, I thought was he was more, hilarious yeah. though.
0: Everything he did. Like, the, the little guy. <laughs> J- James
2: is actually wearing the, the little shoes right now. Again, yeah. He didn't adjust the size either. <laughs> and the little again. jumper he's got on. Hey. Yeah.
0: Look <laughs> <the little> jumper. <laughs> okay. Oh, <guys. laughs>
3: So let's talk about the plot a little bit. I know we've, we've, we've kind of touched on a few things over here, but I'm going to go to you, uh, actually, Marco. Let me just ask you, was there any key standouts on this this film's plot in general? Is there something that you felt was stronger than something else?
2: I mean, the the, the plot was kind of silly. I'll, I'll give it that. But it made sense. I, d- I do like the fact that it was, you know, these three... Major chocolate corporations that were trying to stop, you know, this little guy from, you know, having his ideas and his shop, you know, flourish in this in this town and introduce his chocolate. You know, if you look at it at face value, it's kind of silly. But if you take a step back, I actually kind of enjoyed that, and I I liked seeing that it wasn't an easy road for Willy Wonka. He, He literally had to struggle and really go against all the odds in order to. Achieve his dream, you know, and it. I I, I think there's a lot of people that could probably relate to that, you know, when you're you're trying to achieve something or you have a good idea or something, you're trying to do it, and and, you know, you're being stopped at every single
3: you know turn. I've reached all my goals in my life. I'm I'm top tier (laughs) at all times. I can sell the the bill.
0: me Me and Mikey the other day were trapped in a chocolate fucking aquarium of just raising chocolate. I was like, man, how do we get in this situation again? (laughs) Well, yeah,
3: no, I can just, <laughs> yeah. But
0: I think my my favorite part I think
2: uh, of it it's not really part of the plot but it's just well I guess it's just uh, we get to see how he how Charlie invents his chocolate and you get to see his little machines and stuff really? go to work and Willie yeah, Willie sorry, sorry not Charlie sorry oh, yeah yeah he's <laughs> he ain't born yet boys years ago so I, I like that you got to see that and and see his work come to life.
3: Yeah. Very very good. Uh how about you uh James any thoughts on the uh plot as a whole that yeah. you liked or maybe didn't like? Um
0: I like the whole little subplot with Olivia Coleman's character, Mrs. Scrubbit and Tom Davis's character Bleacher because it's just that assholes. That was fun. Yeah. And I like how that kind of relates to the original film with like his contract is so long and like you can't fucking read it too and <laughs> mm-hmm. he kind of learns from that I guess supposedly like oh shit maybe I just do this. I, I like the uh, scenes about his mom, too. That's very touching. Um, yeah. Just the whole part. That, that's part of the part that pulls at the heartstrings is, you know, he's doing all this because he wants to experience the feeling that he has when he when his mom used to make chocolate. And I thought that was really sweet. That was, I was like, oh, got me heart. Eh, no. <laughs> so that was cool. And I think it just it really by the end of the film itself, I think there, there's, a, there's a scene that really works for that, too. It comes kind of comes full circle and he realizes what needs to be done. I like how they just kind of stick with that, because obviously something happens from now until, like, let's say the plot of the original film, because this is technically not a real prequel, right? So, it's like...
3: Uh, truly, sure. Yeah.
0: Well, are the stories true from the first movie, where, like, people started stealing his shit and you just I mean, couldn't trust him, and that's what turned him into, like, this hermit, and he, like... Didn't he didn't show his dad as and... a
3: dentist, right? So, from the... Tra- <laughs> from the 2005 baggers. one, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Who knows? But, I don't know. It would have been cool to maybe show a little bit of that, but I, I get it. This is... Maybe they're going to plan more movies. I don't know. So,
3: yeah, I wouldn't be uh, surprised. Uh, th- yeah, you think that there might be? Uh, you, th- you think there's something worth kind of going into more depth with Willy Wonka's character before the 71 uh, film? I think this I movie think could roll I
1: into what the other two were. You know, mm. kind of the same
3: way.
0: I was going to say just <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. This is that right? Cause yeah, just kind of of coming basically. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever, whatever this kid kind of does
3: lately is fucking good. So yeah, you know, pretty I don't want to like him, but Why? I do. I like. I don't know. I feel like I'm not. I. I don't want to like his Dune, films. Man, I don't fucking like Dune. But what? every time I see him in something, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, Speaking of mean. Timothy Chalamet, uh, Mikey, so uh, just to talk a little bit more about Wonka. What did you think about his performance there? Did I know Marco touched on his singing? We were trying to, you know, his more original singing. But do you think that he did a really good? Job playing as Willy Wonka, or do you think that you know he's got his own thing, or that maybe Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp was far more the the definitive version of Wonka? Uh,
1: no, no, I actually think uh, he did a great job uh, with this. I think, and it's he says it in the movie too. He's like, "Hey, I w- I wanted to be a magician, right?" And so it kind of pushes that character to being the showman, and I think he pulls off the showman really well in this one. Uh, the musical moments, I kind of agree a little bit more with what Nabil was saying. I kind of liked that he didn't have like the best voice. It kind of makes him be like a realistic, like normal person. Um, and uh, the music just helped kind of show off his showmanship. But uh, that's, I don't know if that's, that sounds weird, but yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I like think
1: you? he kind of fit the role perfectly and then he just played it really well. He did a really good job kind of coming across as, you know, that the person that has dreams, he's dreaming big, he's making chocolate because, you know, his whole life has been around it and he has like a purpose behind it. James kind of alluded to it. I'm sure we'll get into a spoiler section, but yeah, there's a, there's a big reason he's doing all this. And he is, you know, as Marco was saying, they're kind of struggling doing that. So he he came across just great in, in, all, in all facets of this character, in my opinion, he did a really good job overall.
3: There's a lot of sincerity in his motives, right? Like you kind of like and anybody else maybe would play it off as like, oh, they're just kind of reaching for the moon. But he does have a way of making Wonka's, you know, dreams, even if it's kind of far reaching, seem very earnest. And you're like, I could see that he would, you know, he really believes in this stuff and he does a good job with it. Totally agree. I thought it was funny that he didn't know how to read. I, you know that was a good little plot thing though they yeah. put in there to kind of move things forward. I yeah, I like that it. it actually made sense. Yeah, especially with the contract reading. You know, it's like he. That <laughs> made
0: sense. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he just glass like didn't actually read it through. I was like, oh, he just didn't read it well. I was like, oh no, he just blatantly does not know how
3: to. He just does not know what he's reading. <laughs> yeah, mind. he's like, yeah, that looks no?
0: good. Yeah, sure thing.
3: And, and James let's talk a little bit about the other cast members uh, I know you brought up the scrub crew earlier with Olivia Colman, Um, but what about Noodle she was the other she's I mean she was the other star in this film how do you think she did
0: I thought she was okay for that one um, she's yeah. definitely the kind of I think her story's sweet though by the end I thought it was really nice too of how they play that off and what it leads into for the final scene which is really nice in my opinion but I, I'm not, I guess I'm not as harsh as mark on her for the acting. I, I get it. Like It's fine.
3: I mean, she's younger, but yeah, do yeah. you feel that Calla Lane, uh, did it to really take you out of how her performance was in the film?
0: No, I don't know if you guys have seen
3: the kind of movies I watch, but
0: no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not, even, not even remotely close. Um, the scrub crew was funny, though. I thought they were all kind of cool. Yeah. And they all were like these ragtag group of people that got fucked over by Mrs. Scrubbit, where they're like, well, I guess we're gonna fucking live here now forever and be slaves, so. Scrub um, scrub. Yep. And then it was funny the <laughs> one girl
3: that doesn't talk and then she just started talking said, it, like
0: I didn't know you uh, know how to speak. She's a I feel like they, the,
3: yeah. they all got a good uh they, they all got put to good use too. Like it the wasn't just dudes, kind of a side thing. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say
0: the old dude's got the deepest voice I've ever heard in my fucking
3: life too, by the way. He's uh he's from Downton Abbey, he's the butler he? in Downton Abbey. I knew yeah. he was from something.
0: I was like, he's from something. I was like, New Bill probably knows.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to
0: Downton Abbey. Yeah. I mean, basically, <laughs> <Exactly
1: it. laughs> uh, on yeah. the scrub crew too. I kind of like how they exaggerated traits of the characters, kind of like they did with the, the kids' choices in the yeah. other in the, the other movies, right? So like, all like the kids. A very,
0: like a, that's a very role doll yeah. kind of thing for all his books, yeah. though, right? Yeah, like just like well, characters, though. right? Yeah. In a way,
3: it, it stayed true to that kind of universe building that they've got going on in these films. Like this, this definitely kept kept with that theme. That role doll. Uh, to make it feel like a world all film, or even you know a story. Um, and now I know I shared a little bit of my thoughts on Hugh Grant, and I, you know I didn't feel it, it. I didn't think the performance was the best in my opinion. Um, I think the it was funny. I, I liked the introduction scene that they have of him. Um, I thought that whole thing was fun when he just nice. kind of ran off and the re, the reasons why he was there. I thought that was yes. also. Funny, but anything (laughs) that's funny is (laughs) a
0: little little stuff. Just walking through, just
3: steal fucking (laughs) chocolate every night.
0: (laughs) The little shoes, yeah, (laughs) the little shoes. Marco's little shoes dangling.
3: It was hanging, or you know, he was he's taking a little cat nap. It was fun. I
0: I
2: I liked him, Nabil. I thought he did great as the Oompa Loompa. Me too. Fuck you, Nabil. (laughs) Again, I (laughs) wanted. (laughs) I was kind of sad there wasn't more of him.
0: I thought I was like, I I thought there was going to be more.
3: But I like that I was he was like, kind of
0: mysterious, right? He was kind of
3: like that. was mysterious. Yeah. Like,
0: uh, fucking in the background, Laura. He's like, the little guy, and he's talking, and, and Noodle's like, yeah, sure thing. like. But then, like, Willie's like, hell, like, no, there's like a little orange guy with green hair. He like, fucking believe yeah. It sounds insane. Though, that's why. Like it sounds insane. Mm-hmm. well i mean he almost questions
1: himself right i mean he's like did i really eat the chocolate instead of this guy stealing it like he almost like believes noodle when she says it right so it's like
2: true yeah Yeah. it's
1: definitely a a, a nice little twist on stuff
2: but yeah i wish we would have had more i you know who i also really liked i like patterson joseph as arthur slugworth i thought he played it really well man i like how he, he always shakes uh Willie's hand really hard he like, yeah he's like that's a business handshake yeah. and he was such a freaking piece of shit too yeah. yeah but he did it he did it like with such a straight face that it just worked and, and additionally to that i liked keegan michael key as the the police and how he with all his bribes he just <laughs>
3: he, he just, just
1: kept getting, getting bigger pattern. <laughs> yeah. patterns because it,
0: the car shrunk <laughs> <laughs> I thought that dude. was funny. Yeah, it was and he's just like, funny. Yeah, I don't know what happened.
2: He tries to drown Willy Wonka, and I was like, dude, what the fuck,
3: man? But it was a good scene because he was doing that, but also couldn't actually put his strength through. That, so right? funny. he's
0: like, Do you understand me? He's like, actually, not really. And he's then he's
3: like, All right. And he ducks him again. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. he- <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just beats the
3: water. shit out of him. Oh, Jeez, yeah, right. dude! Uh, and then talking just a little bit, we we haven't spent too much on the the world building, the visuals of this film. Um, Mikey, what did you think about the the way that this film was laid out? Did you enjoy like the style that they're showing? You know, we unlike the original seventy one Wonka, where you're kind of in this magical place within a factory. This is all you know out in the outside world, and I think a mix of CGI as well, but. How did you feel like this film was being presented as far as the building in real world? World.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I still think they did a good job with it, right? Because they are in the real world, you know, not in a factory or whatever. But they did a good job by, you know, the whole like dance pieces when they're doing the music. They kind of brought that kind of feel to it. You know, they, you know, they do show the inside of a shop and it's like really magical in there. So they have these pieces that they put together. And I still think they did a really good job kind of building that world, building that, you know, quote-unquote magic. Even, like, the chocolate pieces that he's handing to people look like pretty, like, intricate delicious. pieces of chocolate. Yeah, they look great, right? And then he's also got that sense of wonder as well. He's, like, talking about all the ingredients he's putting into it. And he's like, yeah, this is like a tear of an of an ant or, you know, that kind of stuff. And <laughs> so I just think it, it kind of brings that uh, kind of feel to it, even though he doesn't have the... The wondrous scene after wondrous scene, they still have bits and pieces of it and they still build it
3: pretty well.
0: Yeah. Like he's I like, did, How I did see. they get that?
3: <laughs> 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 well, saying, you, you're over there. What are your thoughts on it? Do you kind of agree with that? Do you feel that it's uh, a good visual style that they put on here? <laughs> did it make you feel like Paddington almost in the film? To your a extent? little bit, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked if Paddington showed up in this movie. Oh, it's like. Oh, as like the same universe, He's <laughs> it's something. me.
0: I'm Paddington. I'm a bear. No, yeah, it looked good. I, it, yeah. it's got a really good like visual flair to it all. Where it's like, I don't know. That's what I was saying. It's like it's, it's just a very warm movie. if that makes sense, guys? I don't know Do you think
3: sense. it's it, it's a good. I know you said that it was delayed, so it wasn't really originally as slated as a holiday film. Do you think it actually was a good thing that it was put into the holiday pool of films rather well, than seeing how much money rare? made
0: over the weekend? Yes, it was a good move to make it come out this last week because damn, it killed. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it, it's a good family film, good holiday film. I think it's just, it's got a really good message. It's one of those things where it's just, I don't know, it's just. I, and I'm not really into family films, as you guys know. I usually watch movies so I feel a fucking like shit for a couple of days. So um, that's i m o nowadays. I don't know. I don't know that
3: that's why he watches scary films because he wants to feel something, but he wants to feel dead money. inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Marco
0: said when he watched Saltburn and the guy's just zoned out, smoking cigarettes, cigarette, staring out through the window. I <laughs> that's me. That's me, dead stare. <laughs> oh, God. Is this Jimmy 2023 version? No, but I think, I, cinematographer, I, I, one oh. scene in particular I really liked was the escape in the zoo after they milk the giraffe. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, that was funny. They play around, and oh. then they just do this kind of a, a musical number, and it's just, I thought it was awesome. It's really like, it works really well for what oh. it, they're portraying in the movie, and then I
3: really like the ending scene, too. Yeah. So. Oh. <clears throat> Well, and speaking of which, I, there's a little bit of spoilers that we want, just more plot related. Um, nothing major, but we do want to just touch on that as it kind of takes everything home for the the full plot of Wonka's journey. So we're going to just give our star rating here to get into the a little bit of the spoilers. I'll start with you, Mikey. How many stars did you give this film? I gave it three and a half.
1: So yeah. a good movie. I liked it, but yeah, it wasn't my favorite thing ever, but it was oh. good. Mm-hmm.
3: And
2: Marco, I thought there was more to that. Yeah, I also give it three and a half stars. I think mm-hmm. it's worth a watch, man. Go, go see it in theaters. Um, I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you have some young ones. They'll, they'll have a really good time watching it.
3: And James, how many stars from you? Uh, I give this
0: one four stars. Wonka's a winner in my book. That's the uh, tagline B- that we got for this pod right here.
2: Yeah. B- BDJ approved.
3: Damn. I yeah. know. <laughs> Ranking endorsement there, he's literally. Fucking wiggling the, the little
2: oompa loompa shoes too. Jesus yeah.
3: Christ! And I gave this star or this film a four and a half stars as well. So <laughs> I love the film. I thought it was surprisingly. Damn, go with
0: that four and a half, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck with the score for everybody. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Dude, <laughs>
3: took off that half star.
0: Dang, I'm glad you liked it that much, though. It's just, yeah. By the way, I none really, of us brought up I'm Rowan going. Atkinson. Small role, but Mr. Bean always a winner
3: in my book. Yeah, can't go wrong. Oh, I was, was going to so bring, bring it up the spoilers. spoilers. Oh, okay, well, my bad. Well, <laughs> speaking of which, we can uh we're going to jump into spoilers and talk a little bit about the plot here. Um so if you haven't seen the film and you want to leave a little bit of mystery in your life, feel free to just skip a little bit and we'll tell you what we're watching next year. But otherwise, stick around for the spoiler section. right so let's get into it oh mikey what were your thoughts on the ending of this film with them actually deciding to say hey let's find noodles mom what his her family history is and what happened um plus a little you know musical number at the end did you did you like how that ended did you like the the, the storyline for noodle and um their connection to the the chocolatiers
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, it's kind of predictable, right? I mean, uh, we we talked about the storyline being a little weaker. I don't think that's a bad thing. I know we keep saying it here, but it's not really a bad thing in this one here. But it is predictable. Like, I I found Noodle's storyline. It's like, oh, okay, you have a little trinket, right? So you kind of just guess, okay, well, she's got some kind of heir to the throne kind of thing. But but yeah, no, I think they did it in a good way, though. The whole wrap up of both willies and her storyline are both you know kind of at the end of the same time there and it just kind of wraps it up in a in a good way you know it's hey you know she doesn't know anything about her family and now she knows everything about her family right (laughs) Uh, so it's kind of nice here the musical number is a nice tie-in to some of the other film too so uh, i thought everything worked out pretty well I didn't. I actually thought the factory coming to life didn't look that great. I liked what they did overall, but I don't think it was visually very presenting. Like too, I didn't. I didn't like the way it looked. Uh, like the
3: transition, I
1: guess. James was like, "James like, was just <laughs> well, yeah, I,
3: mean, no, I mean, overall, yeah. it's good. Yeah, I mean, I got a little teary-eyed when he started singing uh, the song at the end. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, uh, a lot of people crying so that was a, it was a good little callback. They did that really to me. The they channel, hint, did that a good job. They of that.
0: hint at the Pure Imagination song like throughout the movie, though. That like you know, the, the, the kind of plays in the beginning, midway through the film, and I was like, I wonder if he's gonna sing this bitch, right? And yeah. then he does it finally. Like, oh my god, here we go. I'm glad he did. I'm glad,
3: I'm, I'm
0: did. glad that
3: they put that. Yeah, I think that was a good kind of even if they're not d- directly connected. I like that they that's kind of a good the to it regardless. Yeah. it's
0: such All a right. good fucking song. That's what I did. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a yeah. great song.
2: And say I saw, like, that connection he had with Noodle, that friendship, and, and them going through through this adventure in their life. I feel like, I don't know, in my mind, like, that's sort of what he felt at the end of the original movie. Like, maybe that that connection, that realness is what he felt when Charlie showed that he was an honest person. And, I don't know, to me, like, that's kind of how it felt. It's like, oh, man. I wonder if that's kind of like what inspired him for the whole contest and everything. But whatever.
0: I, I well, no, I mean, he wants to find the someone to take over, right? Technically, yeah. Someone has to take care of the Oompa Loompas, Charlie. But me, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was
2: thinking like someone that reminded him of like Noodle is who he would want to take over for his chocolate
0: factory. Did you guys like how uh, Lofty saves him? By the way, kind of reluctantly, yeah. But he saves him. He does. He, he just shows up and has a jetpack. I thought it was really cool, and it just. <laughs> the james vehicle <laughs> he's just like he's like fuck it he's like, i'm james <laughs> he, he I love, just kind of goes in his, gets business done right so he needs his payment <laughs> so
3: he, he what, one act. other scene
2: that that i really enjoyed i didn't really get to talk about spoilers just the, their whole their whole scheme to break into the main chocolate vault and involving <laughs> yeah. the giraffe and uh rowan atkinson yeah. being involved in <laughs> <laughs> that that's actually one of my favorite scenes. Like the whole little, it's like a little whole mini heist inside
3: the movie. I enjoyed that a yeah. lot. Also, that was it was a really good, funny. it was a good use of Rowan Atkinson. Again, another place where they they use a comedian in a good a good uh, way because that scene where there's a funeral and he's kind of sitting outside. and He's like, "We were, you know, we were dealing with something, <laughs> um, but it should all be good now." <laughs> you know, <It's> like, <laughs> that was a freaking freaking funeral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I think that oh, was definitely man. a good use uh, of his characters.
1: Yeah. I was guys to uh, kind of noticed that this film and the boy and the heron, like they kind of deal with the same stuff, right? Cause like w- Willie's trying to like get that one last like view of his mother and like, uh, it, you know, that's his whole pursuit of why he's doing all this stuff. And then the boy and the heron we were talking about earlier was kind of talking about like how we need to kind of like move on and that kind of stuff. So I didn't even make mm-hmm. that connection until like five minutes ago. It's kind of crazy.
0: I, I like little. that scene at the end, by the way, where he sees his mom and then realizes like, the joy of life. He's like, sharing it with other people, so he, he shares the chocolate. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, my heart again,
3: folks. How
1: that <laughs> like that hurt. That's so functional, by the way. That's been like <laughs> 20 years or something like that. It's totally fine, I dude.
0: Mean, totally fine. I don't think they preserved his back then. Steve MRE, bro. You'll you know. <laughs> you can eat chocolate 60 years later. As long as it just blooms a little bit, you're fine. I
2: like that yeah. the, the note she left him was golden, like his ticket. I was like, "Oh, look oh, at there. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And when
0: he flipped it, I can't believe it said "fucking Tupac still alive." <laughs> <laughs>
3: she said, "Pops would... back." Yeah. Wow. Oh man, yeah. there there was a little mid credit scene as well. They they did a kind of summary of what happened to all the characters, but then there was yeah, a little was bit. Uh, of an added scene where you got to see Scrubbit and Bleacher, uh, James. What were your thoughts on what came of the the two romantic parts? Yeah, they there?
0: they start chugging all the. I didn't realize he stole that shit from Wooly. By the way, I guess that makes sense because they they po- uh, technically poisoned Poisoning the first right. batch yeah. of his chocolate for his when his store opens, right? And it, it ruins it, and that leads to them, you know, basically the people in England apparently just torching fucking buildings. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, that platform.
3: is part of their history.
0: Yeah. I was like, he just made a mistake. Stop. But, you know, they basically drink them all. They become, the, it, this is like kind of a somewhat of a fucking, like, like connected universe. Because World Dolls, he created a book called The Twits and they become the two characters from it. So it's
3: kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't get that the, connection. I, I, but I'd never read The Twits. So that's Yeah, what The what Twits are
0: just these two terrible fucking people. And then. It, you don't even realize it until they, they have those color schemes and how they look like at the end. It's like, oh my God, uh-huh. connected to the fucking other book. Fuck, so.
2: is James and the giant Pete's gonna show up too? It's like, hey, Dude, what's what up, uh, Willie?
0: And then Matilda shows up and <laughs> she's like, you're a wizard, Willie. And then she teaches him <laughs> to his shit or something. I don't know.
2: BFG shows up He's is like, hey, i hope you make the chocolate.
0: Hey, he's like, I'm a big guy right here. I'll bring you all the chocolate in <laughs> the world <waterfall> for right here. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Maybe. That'd be cool. That's a possibility. Why not? But yeah, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. We rambled a little bit, but it was a shorter podcast. I feel like we really hit it on the head there. Two really good movies. Yeah, for two films. For your holiday viewing times uh, with family. Both of these films are easily could be watched with family, I think. Marco and Mikey both saw these with family. I mean, Nabil probably saw these with his wife. That's his family out there. So, you know, it's cool, man. Take a stab and watch them. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, truthfully so. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Listen and
2: follow us on your favorite podcast service. Trust us, we're on all of them. For a quick link to all our socials, visit linktree slash moviepalspod. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moviepalspod. Thank you. Make sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss a piece of of our imagination
3: make sure to also stay tuned for our next episode episode number 165 where we will be doing our annual that's right it's the end of the year guys best of the year of 2023 it's going to be a super packed pod for everybody so it's going to be something exciting to listen to
0: thank you nabil and once again until next time this is james marco nabil and mikey have a great one